Hey everybody, welcome to Rain City Supercars, episode 5-0. It's our anniversary. There's a policeman! Oh, 5-0, 50, sorry. Big 5-0. Big 5-0. We made it to 50, I, it's just, that's actually really weird to think about. Well, a lot be. of people didn't think we could count that high. Yeah. They don't realize that, you know, if you just progressively do it one after another, you get there eventually. So. Eventually. Pretty easily, so, eventually. Like I've said to so many women, eventually you'll get there. Uh, <laughs> To 50, I mean, not to... Dan, stop being so perverted. I cannot believe we've made it this far. I cannot believe that Rain City Supercars has had the success that it's had, and I am so grateful for it. But as we said last week, we want to take this chance to kind of look back on some of our... We'll call them our top 50 episodes for right now. Um, you know, top 50. Our top 50. Yeah, we narrowed it down 50. to our top 50. And, uh, you know. So. Starting with number one. Starting. I'm the big bopper. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Kasem. Yeah. Oh, I remember when Casey Kasem was on Saved by the Bell. It was so good. Okay. I remember thought. that as well. I know. Right? Yep. The old school. You know, we have had some incredibly fun guests. And a, and a lot of, I mean, everybody's been a, a good friend of ours. And we've somehow... I mean, I'm, let's be honest. We've, we've pulled some some content out of our beeps and, you know. Yeah. But it's worked. It's How? So far, for the most part. No, I mean. <laughs> I'm the one who goes back and listens through all of them, so sometimes it doesn't work, and we fully admit that. But that's oh, okay. absolutely. But that's I, I, th- I think they've gotten better. I oh, actually, oh, they have. I look back, and yeah. even from an, like, from an audio engineer perspective to a... Well, we were sitting in a small room with one microphone. Remember right. that day? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, thinking back to our first, like our introductory episode, which is probably one of my least favorite as our first episode, but that's okay. Oh, the meet your host episode. Yes. Yeah, but I go back to, I, I, I was getting kind of hard on myself. I actually have listened to quite a few over the last few weeks to kind of brush up my memory on these. Sure. And I was starting to get pretty hard on myself because I'm just like, man, we really suck at this. And, you know, and I go back through and then I went through like the big guys. I started listening to Stuff You Should Know, episode one. Sure. Stuff We Miss in History Class and uh, Adam Carolla's first show. Yep. You know what they all have in common? Hmm. They're absolutely terrible. They suck. They're absolutely awful. They, they don't know. They didn't know. They didn't know what they were doing. Like we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And I'm not saying we're that good. We're not, we're not on that level, obviously. But at the same time, it was refreshing to hear that. I'm like, oh, this is really bad, too. <laughs> <laughs> we're not the only ones that started from the bottom. I remember, like, what was it? Episode two, probably, with Steve Theodore, who mm-hmm. has uh, been one of our good friends for years. And I remember sitting in a little small room. Mm-hmm. On the Microsoft campus with a, what was that? that There's that, a Blue Yeti mic. A Blue Yeti mic and just which, which laughing. Is a fine mic for one person, but it really is like not ideal for groups. It, it's good if you're doing like conferencing, but yeah. it's not great for a podcast mic but in, I, in that environment. I just remember like sitting there thinking, I don't like podcasts and I don't know why we're doing a podcast, but like it set in, I was like, this is going to be fun. We are going to do something that's totally different. We're going to have a different format. We're not, we're not going to have an agenda. We're not going to know where the hell we are, which has scared some of our guests. I will uh, like, yeah, for sure. What are the questions? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> we're <laughs> we'll going to talk there. to you. And if people <laughs> like you, they'll still like you. Exactly. I mean, we want to, you know, our, our main goal was to have people know people without having to actually know them and then have a reason to come up and talk to them so yeah kind of fun that that leaves steve's episode is actually one of my all-time favorites still in spite of the bad audio quality you get a very authentic person which is why i was you always get that with steve but yeah well that's that's what i mean though is it kind of set the tone for the rest of our episodes and for the recording and i think after just doing it I walked away from that thinking, I want to do this more. Even if nobody listens to this, I want to do this more because I loved talking to Steve. We have fun. Yeah, about getting to know him. And I was like, man, I hope other people listen to this and get to know what a great guy he is. We have been lucky enough to surround ourselves with some of the neatest, kindest people in the car industry that for some reason 
still have the blinders over their eyes to who we really are. Um, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have to drink a lot. They have to drink a lot, <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> and we're saying this coming off of a drinking weekend, but uh, <laughs> it's our birthday weekend this weekend. But I, I, like I said, I look back on, on some of the stuff, you know, between, you know, Kevin, I mean, Kevin Beach's episode, that was like what, like episode, like, I think like eight or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, we've known Kevin forever and Kevin has been so good to us and let us borrow his cars, which again, no clue why. <laughs> also, Kevin, thank you for the birthday gift. Yes, very much. He knows very, very much. I understand why it had to be given to us in a small back alley, but you know, yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't want to go down that road or that alley again, so it's fine. Um, but I, what I want to do first of all, before we get too deep into this, into this, you know, jaunt down memory lane, that we definitely don't have our website pulled up to figure out which episode was which, because that's not happening. We <laughs> want to thank our new, uh, newest, and best sponsor, Haggerty. Yeah. insurance so um big big shout out to them and, and their thanks for sponsoring us and being our, our first real big uh well our first big paying sponsor right <laughs> so. keeping us on the air sponsor yeah thank you for paying the the yearly taxes it takes to keep this on the road <laughs> people are like oh, you should start a business it costs a lot no <laughs> even if you broadcast from your kitchen but no uh ashley a shoemaker from haggerty and uh all of haggerty insurance they've been really great to us and we want to thank them so yeah, yeah. She got a shout out today, so she was telling me a little story. It's kind of funny. Um, we were headed up to that event, I think that warehouse event. Yeah. And she had pulled over, and there were some guys in a Ferrari who were on their way to Cats, actually. And they had had some trouble with, I don't know what happened, but something with their car. But she had pulled over and actually helped them. Like, she was like, let me call Haggerty Roadside for you guys and get you set up. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, some random car broken down. There's a Ferrari inside of the Understood, road. Understood, yeah. Yeah, and so... She so tends she, to go out of her way to help people, though. Yeah, and that's that a very Ashley thing person, to do. Yeah. Those guys, I know for a fact, and she wouldn't say this on the air, but I know those guys for a fact wrote in to Haggerty singing her praises and even told Roy and John about it when they got there, that Ashley from Haggerty. And they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> even Everybody. John mentioned it to me. So that's Ashley. That's Haggerty, which is... That was so funny because when she was at our, our little soiree this weekend and we were talking and I was introducing and people were like, oh, this is Ashley from Haggerty. I was like, do I say it that much? Like, but <laughs> fine. This is my good friend, Ashley Shoemaker, who happens to work at Haggerty. <laughs> there we go. That's better. So, but thank you. And Ashley, you're a good person and we love you. So. Yes. <laughs> it's been an interesting ride. Yeah. I will say that. Like, it's I mean, been considering. Been a year. It's been a year, and when you think about it, like 50 episodes, it's been about, it's, it's actually November 2nd is our one-year anniversary with the state that we became an official... Like, actually a business. Yeah, because yeah. I just had to pay our, uh, our filing fee, so... Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Secretary of State, if you're even a secretary <laughs> of this state. No. Isn't yeah. that like an offensive term now? Oh. <laughs> Executive Administrator of Executive the State? Head <laughs> of Sanitational Engineering? Yeah, I'm, I'm a garbage man. So, no, I look back at, you know, like the episode one and when we started it, when we, we decided that this was something we wanted to do and kind of get our voices out there, which, um, ironically people told us we should do. And I kept thinking, nobody wants to hear us talk. Like nobody's going to listen to us. Like, and I used to joke like, well, at least two people will listen to us. And I thought you and I, and then I started thinking, I don't know, maybe only one of us will listen. Your mom will always. I know. My I mom know. too. My mom does. My, my mom has to catch up from time to time. My, my mom's mom. proud of me. <laughs> okay we're all proud of you dan thanks you, you keep you keep struggling okay That's all that matters you keep licking windows yep <laughs> they're delicious <laughs> short bus window licking no <laughs> it's it's been a lot of fun um you know and and i'm as i'm like i said i was i was kind of going back and, and looking at all the the episodes that we've done and i'm 
it's somewhat surprised me because I hate to say it, like um, and we're getting old. Well, you're not, you're God, you're still 38 for another another week. By the time week? this comes out, it will be I will still be 38 until yeah. the next morning. So this comes out Friday the 26th, and yeah, I will be 39 yeah. Friday the, Saturday the 27th. That's right. That's yeah. right. You're gonna go party hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like good. we did this weekend. Yeah, no. Actually, no. we didn't. We were the sober ones. Yeah, how does that happen? We was, threw we threw a birthday party. All of our wonderful friends came, and then we went away sober. I wasn't feeling that good, and I didn't want to drink that much, so I paced myself. Very well, we don't ever really drink that much. No, I mean, we really yeah, don't. I mean, it's, way, yeah. it's kind of a running joke on the show, because I think a lot of our friends assume we do, but we actually don't. We're usually the ones encouraging other people to drink more. Yeah, we're the stirrers or the antagonizers. Yes, that. that, that yeah. Exactly. So it's been... I mean... Um, I was thinking back, and like one of our our ones that we get a ton of mail on is that episode. Uh, what is it? Twenty eight of like how to run a car show one hundred and one. Oh yeah, which is funny because we've done how to run a car show. I think it was twenty eight, and I, f- and I forgot the number for for how to run your own drive, which is another thing I want That's, to touch. Those on. are our two big ones. I think how to run a drive. We actually get a lot of mail on. Um, yeah, people treat, like to try it their way, and then they correct our way pretty well. Quick. That's the funny thing. It's like it's like we're not saying this because we we necessarily succeeded at it. We just we've seen people succeed, and this is these are the topics we've we've touched on. But it's tough. I mean, yeah. even with like four or five people, it's tough. Yep, conditions change, surprises come up. It's uh, it's interesting. Well, I think with the shows and especially the drives, so many people out there they just go, "Oh, I can put together some people and do a drive. It'll be fine. There'll be no problems." But it don't work that way. No, I think I've seen drives come together. As long as people have general directions, you can kind of make it work. People still have a good time. The show's one is, I think, the one we see the most failure at, though, yeah. consistently. No matter how many... no ma- People have loved to give exotics a ton of crap about having criteria or guidelines saying, oh, that's that's further dividing the community is the one I hear the most. You know what happens when you have a car show that doesn't divide the community? It doesn't exist. You don't have a car show yeah, the next week. Yeah, you don't have week. a car show next week, yeah. <laughs> There's always going to be the the non-inclusive, and it's actually, like uh, Tom has said it more than once, and he's right, the more inclusive you are, the worse your show is going to be. Yep. Because the lowest common denominator is the one who is the loudest. So the worst person in the show will be the loudest one at the show. Um, and it will make your show wor- make the look the worst as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one I think we've gotten, I, that's the one the first time I think I've gotten criticized on by other people in car groups on the internet, which makes me laugh because I, I don't take it personally anymore because I've seen so many of them come and fail. I'm going to go do my group this way and when, run it this way. And it's when it be started, great. though, I was taking it personally. Like, I mean, I always joke the fact that when people would badmouth me or, or, you know, put crap on the internet about me, which they won't be the first, won't be the last. I was always the person that had to go write my comment. I never sent it, yeah. but I had to write it like, yeah, well, let me tell you about your mom, you know, <laughs> or something <laughs> like, you know, it's like, and you got to be really careful that you don't. And then I got to the point where I was just writing it in Microsoft Word, so I really didn't actually accidentally hit send but <laughs> it was uh it's tough i mean there's a lot of keyboard cowboys out there and a lot mm-hmm. of people that think they can do what you do at better and i'm sure there are plenty of people out there that can run a podcast better than us and run a car show but you know this is the this is the 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 path we've chosen and we've been lucky enough to be mentored by some of the, the, the best people out there i mean and been a, able to be a part of exotics even though we don't talk about exotics a lot we've been able to be a part of that yeah so. we drop it but we don't talk about like actually yeah. the behind the scenes stuff and yeah. how funny that is sometimes I, I, I don't think people understand this, and Tom has always said, if you understood, and I will say this, this is something positive, if you read the blog for exotics, mm-hmm. 
It's not written for the, the masses. It's written to make the thugs laugh. It's stuff we've talked about. Yeah, it's And stuff. Tom sits down and laughs and writes it out. People go, where do you come up with this stuff? And I'm like, oh, you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, it, I it, don't write it, but I have been privy to conversations that have caused it. So <laughs> I did update the... Uh... Uh, the criteria page last week. Did you? With what we talked about. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> I do. I get so much heat for that criteria page. You, you, but you kind of like it. I mean, oh, I do. I mean, I and you, we've done a great job with that criteria page, and I think it's it really <laughs> works. But one thing I do want to talk about, and I want to take a moment to talk about one of our favorite people and something that she has finally named and has finally. Oh, doing. yeah. We should. We should so, mention that. This is a good, a good thing. Amanda. Our beloved Amanda. Our little sister. The, our little sister, uh, the general manager of Drivers Club, um, who has treated us with nothing but respect and has, has welcomed us into her life, and she's been a great part of it. But she officially named her Women's Drivers Club. Uh, her women's it's a Women's Drivers Club. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a cut above the rest, though. Yeah. It, it's really not. But she has settled on a Bella Corsa. Yeah, Bella Corsa. And that will be her new women's drive, which, and we wish her nothing but the best. Obviously, yes. you heard her. on. She's been a guest on our show talking about Drivers Club. And then t- a couple weeks ago, she was on our, our Women of, of, the, of the Industry co- podcast. And she has been nothing but gracious to us and helpful of, to us and has been behind the scenes um, doing things that we didn't even know needed to be done. Uh, when she has a full-time job, uh, a lovely family, uh, shout out to Andrew and Bowie for letting her hang out with us all the time. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, we really want to thank her for that. Like I said, she's been an intricate part of our life the last year. We met her down in Scottsdale last year through uh, a friend. Of, uh, her stepsister was a friend of yours and yep. happened to go, hey, I think you guys are at the same party with my sister. And the rest is history. So, And then we all bonded over a Haggerty party. That's right. Imagine that. Haggerty. Hmm. Yeah. Seems funny how that works. Funny how that works in Ashley. So another one of the three stooges. But... Um, <laughs> It's been great getting on. And we had, a, I mean, she had a great episode because I've enjoyed watching Amanda kind of grow because, you know, and she admits this when she came to the car industry, she was not a car person. She did not know about cars. She wasn't a big driver. I mean, she knew how to, she knew cars, you know, how to drive. I think she didn't realize she was a car person. Okay. That's she, even better. Yeah, yeah. I think she was a car person, but until she got into the role that she's in, she didn't realize how much of one she was. Yeah. Because I, I freaking loved watching her drive that GT3 RS. It makes me laugh every time. I didn't, I didn't realize how good of a driver she was. I knew she was a good driver, yeah. but then I drove that car and I was like, ah. Yeah. I was like, you car. drive this daily? <laughs> That's a lot of car to handle every yeah. day. Even with how smooth that PDK is. Especially for somebody who was only like, you know, five feet nothing and 100 pounds soaking wet. So it's <laughs> true. I mean, we love you, Amanda. We always will. So. But uh, yeah, she's been great. I mean, and I'm, I'm looking back uh, on some of our other episodes and, you know, I mean, we talked about Steve, we talked about Kevin, but what's some of your favorite episodes? I mean, we obviously our best, we've talked about our best episodes that have gotten the most attention, but. There's a few that I, I look back and I listen to myself because of the guests, like, yeah. not because I want to hear my own voice. I'm not. We're not that. We don't have that ego. If anything, Nick and I are our own worst critics on here. Trust us. Yeah, I hate hearing my voice. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things, right? I, I can't imagine other people want to hear it. So yeah, I go back and I listen to our, I listen to our episodes. Sometimes I just cringe. I'm like, why did I say that? Or why was my speed wrong? Anyway, um, I think the one I've listened to a couple times is Carl's. The way he talks about photography and his passion for the industry and for the people, and the way he. He sh- the way he photographs often is if he knows somebody, he wants to capture their personality on film. And the way he genuinely enjoys catching people's joy or their intensity or their passion for what they do, it's not just stagnant photos. No. 
and I think um, that's been a theme with I think all of our guests though is all is they are very passionate whether you like them or not they're very passionate about what they do in cars and things like that and I I respect and admire that but his in particular was he was one of my favorite people to get to know because I've run into Carl so many times and I knew Carl. That's been an, a consistent story with a lot of our a guests. A lot of our guests, I was going to yeah, say. Is that, like, is that I know them, yeah. but I don't really know, know them, them yeah. until they kind of unfold in front of us as we're interviewing them. And it's mm-hmm. always been kind of a joy to hear that. We have guest origami. They just <laughs> unfold in front of us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but he was one of those ones where it was like, man, I, I'm just really glad I got to know him as, as well as I have. And now we see him a lot more. Sure. He's turned into a very good close friend. He was at our birthday Saturday for dinner with his wife and... I love seeing his, his pictures of his dogs. Like Again, like, another beautiful woman with a bad judge of character in men. <laughs> <laughs> We're kidding, Carl. I, no, I said that to her. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not kidding, Carl. <laughs> but that's one of the ones I've listened to a few times. Just uh, just the way to hear he talks about the way to hear the way he talks about photography has made me want to change the way I even fo- shoot photos, even with just my phone. So oh, I'm like, how do I capture pick your, pick the, your background and wait for the shot to happen? Yeah, yeah, and that kind of thing. And it's like I. I'm terrible at it because I'm not a photographer. I'm not very artistic. I never have been. I'm a very, you know, I'm a tech guy. So it's like, I want to know how things work and I want to like engineering is what is my beauty. Like anything that's engineered perfectly and is functional. I'm, I find beauty in, but sure. He was one of those guys that were listening to it. I was like, man, that's somebody I wish I could be more like. And that's, yeah, that, that one has stuck with me. One of my favorite ones and it always will be because I just, I knew it was going to be live entertainment. Was Boryog. <laughs> the bees. Oh, the bees! I still laugh and, when I listen to that uh, one. I laughed because I was there, but um, <laughs> I just you know Jason's interview was so great because it was something that we we had we the three of us had talked about for a long time, and I mean I think his episode was like we didn't get him until like twenty one, and we had been trying since the beginning because like, he's gone like I know three he's, quarters he's, of the year. The man is out running the world and and more, but his passion and and his his love for the Volkswagen, you know, the Volkswagen, uh, you know, buses and things like that is just something that's incredible to me, and I really had fun. And we, Jason's one of our best friends; he always yeah. has been. When we see him, we always loved you know when he's not off saving the world or something, or you know, yeah, when he's not off doing a fundraiser, taking his kids to sports, yeah, or working in London or wherever around the world he's being he's working at, he finds a little time for us. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. But I mean, I I, I look back and and I like I said, I was doing the same thing you were doing, and I and I continue to do it now as we're going through this. But like. I like the fact that we, we, we put some people in here that not, weren't necessarily they're car people, but people didn't know. Like, Jordy's a perfect good example. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good one, too. Great friend of ours. We've known him forever. Really if, good story. If, if people didn't know us and saw us out in public, they'd go, those people don't like each other. And Nick is a racist bastard to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> because some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth and vice versa between back and forth with Jordy... He's one of my best friends. I love the man. I absolutely do. He's a great guy. That's a really good story too. Oh, that absolutely. Was my, that was one of my better or one of the more surprising ones because the story of how he came, his family came here is yep. super interesting. And I, in the way it tied into the car stuff, I had no idea at all. And I've known Jordy for years, so that's the kind of stuff I love. Oh, as about. far as the, his his dad's dealership and yeah, yeah. like I yeah. had no idea about that. What episode number is that? I think it was um, episode like twenty two or something like that. Yeah, 21, early twenties. Yeah. yeah, early twenty. It was back in our early twenties, Dan. Yeah. Way like back in our ago. Uh, back in our early twenties. You know, right around there too. By the way, like in the eighteen, I think it is. Is is Kristen? Oh yeah, is, uh, Miss Miss Kristen Wells from the America's Car Museum, Lemay. Oh yeah, and her karting background. I didn't know about that either. Nope. 
I mean, yeah. it's it's amazing about the stuff that we've known these people for so long, and then we get them on the podcast, and and like we've always said, there's no agenda, but we end up finding out so much about people mm-hmm. that is incredible. Like, I mean, some of the history that they've had. So, it's it's a lot of fun. Like another one, another one I like to always talk about is Andrews. Um, Andrew Evans, who is our, one of our good friend, he's a professional race car driver and some of the stuff, which I think he had a little accident this week, this last weekend. Yeah, somebody rear-ended him, but that's, you know, that happens. But There's a I, funny story behind that one, too. That we is there? That, well, I was going to say, we actually, we had to edit it out. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm not going to go too into it because contracts and Because money. of reason why, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's one of those things, it's like you get on these side conversations, you talk about things, and what pe- we tell people when they get on the podcast is, hey, but go down a road that you shouldn't talk about because of your career or you just, you say something stupid and you want to start over. Raise your hand and stop talking, and then we'll edit it out. <laughs> Andrew created that. We didn't have that, and we got off on a topic, and Dan and I were really off on a topic. And Andrew's, if you don't know Andrew, he's a very quiet, down-to-earth person. Once you do know Andrew, he's a very quiet, down-to-earth person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him for it, but we got off on a topic, and and, and he, Andrew stops talking and kind of nicely raises his hand, and I'm like, what's up, buddy? He's like, um, we can't we can't talk about that. And I was like, okay, no problem, buddy. We're moving on. So. And this is previous car stories that oh, we absolutely. didn't mention. It's not like he like, you know, killed somebody. Left no, 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 no. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, we signed the non-disclosure on that. But yeah. um, I think another one that people bring up to me all the time is, uh, was it episode? Episode uh, 13, the wankers, when we were down in Scottsdale <laughs> last year. And, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Wanker and their wine locker and meeting. I can't wait for Scottsdale next month. Meeting, or, you know, two months from th- now. Thanks because of Andrew and, and his his racing coach, Dominic Dobson, who introduced us to his, I think his cousin, who it's was cousin, Mrs. Wanker, Mrs. Wanker. Wanker. So, which is, I have never been down such a, a rabbit hole portal so quickly in my life. And it was so much fun. But the next time we go out down there, I swear I'm going to like put a mic in my pocket just so I can just re- see what happens. Listen to it the yeah. next day. Yeah. Yeah. We, you guys should check out that episode. Um, another one I know when I would talk about, and he's, he's been our only two. Okay. Let's take a break. Okay. Let's take a break. And then we'll, we'll talk go about back this person this afterwards. More. All right. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. And yeah, you were on a good one here. Uh, It's bound to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Adam Robertson. Or Adam Kramer. Oh, either one. <laughs> Too many Adams. We, no, we were. I was gonna. I was. I was I'm gonna, gonna talk, bring both of them. I was gonna talk about Adam. Adam Robertson. But that's you know. But my my where I was going with this is our only two Pete guest. Which yeah. Was Mr. Kramer from Avance, who I know she was on our our program. It was early episode on. eleven or twelve, something like that. I think it was twelve, and then basically with what Avance was going to be. And then because it has evolved and he is an incredible businessman, it has evolved into something totally different. Yeah, he just launched Avance Off-Road. Oh, God, I'm so excited for that. Yep. I, Thank if- God we have an off-road vehicle. Oh, wait. <laughs> Davis, you have my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one, that. that is a good one to bring up because I, I still think to this day it's hard to find anybody who's giving back more constantly to the community than Adam Kramer from Avance and who's doing... Like I don't know if you can be a car person here and not be in Avance, so you not find value in Avance is what I mean to say. Yeah, I think, and now and a lot of people are joining Avance. A lot of people, all the time. I think yeah. pretty much all my coworkers who are car people 
they don't have a choice. Join, yeah. join this. Join yeah, this. Yeah, I'm like, you need to be part of this. We're they, part they, of the Avance army. Join the army. I know. Then they join and they thank me. So This is like Starship Troopers. Come kill the bugs. Yeah. Join the Avance army. I'm doing army. my part. I'm doing my part. Yeah. <laughs> but you did bring up another great guest. Yeah. So Adam Robertson from Lamborghini Bellevue. Lamborghini, McLaren, Bentley, Rolls-Royce, Bellevue. Yep. You got it all. Yep. Yeah. That's all of them now. He was actually, when his episode launched, was actually our most popular episode at the time. Um, That's because he got us international issue, or listeners, thanks to his mama back in uh, Wales. Yeah, yeah, and back yeah. in Wales. And then so we got a bunch of Canada hits from Open Road Auto Group who bought out Lamborghini Bellevue. Yep. And I was like, why am I getting Canada traffic? Because I, I try and track our, I do track our metrics every week and f- figure out like what patterns. And I try and use that data to figure out what works. I'm like, what did we do different in this episode that people seem to be tuning in and are tying into? And one, and one, he's just a great guy, great telling stories. Sure. Like, you can't go out without him and not have a good time. I agree. So. I've, I've, I'm always smiling. Yeah. Except for the fact that he comes out to me exotics and he hugs me. And I, now I'm onto it. He turns my radio off. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> now, Adam, Adam and I have been friends for a long time. And he's just one of these people that you meet and you just... If if you're a good person, have a good soul, Adam. You, Adam will be a friend with you because he's just he's just a person that goes out of his way to good, do good things. And his his partner in the, in in crime, Shaheen, who I love, and all the guys now at Lamborghini, Lamborghini, Bellevue, Bellevue Rolls Royce, Bel, uh, Bentley, McLaren, McLaren. I feel like I'm missing something, but okay, that's all of them. You just threw that's in great. the Bellevue there in the middle and messed it the all Bellevue, up. The Bellevue, Bellevue. <laughs> in case you didn't know, they're in Bellevue. Yeah, yeah. So. Right on Northrop Way. Right on Northrop Way. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm trying to think back. Like I said, it it sometimes it's hard. I I have to sit there and, and go back and think about some of the stuff we've done. Like well, some of the like the like the winter episodes and things like that. Yeah, the that one. It was mostly, I think. Uh, kind of an oh duh moment for a lot of people but the one that actually people have responded a lot to and said hey you should do this too is the uh, stuff you should put in your car yep uh we've had a few people actually come up to me and say hey look at the kit i built based on your episode Woo-hoo. and i was like oh that's awesome that people actually listen to it and then they're like and i used a lot of it <laughs> so well yeah i mean but it's one of those oh i didn't i didn't do this until you thought of it which was kind of validating because it's one of those things where i mean i i do a ton of road trips obviously so this is stuff i've always used and always had in the car but it was nice to see that people are actually listening and t- listening to it and taking it seriously because i know i've even saved somebody who needed a jump starter and they had one in their car <laughs> so there I'm you like, go or, or if a bunch, more often than not i've never used it but i've used it on a ton of my friends cars because it's in there or the zip ties or anything like that that was kind of nice I think this has brought me closer to a lot of people that I didn't think. Like, I mean, you and I are kind of the people that we have, we have a lot of acquaintances and we, we have a lot of really good people that we surround ourselves with, but we're very, I don't want to put, I don't want to make this sound wrong, but we're very picky about who we have close to us because we're, 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 we're small children inside. Yeah. Well, when we started this show, <laughs> it was actually going to go a different direction. Absolutely. And then we narrowed it down to a podcast just based on, a little reorg, I guess you could call it. Okay. <laughs> and then we decided to uh, do our own thing. But um, yeah, well, I think I know where you're going with this one. Though. I actually, actually, I don't think you know where I'm going with this one because we had an interview that we did not too long ago, actually episode 39, who was an acquaintance of mine that I, him and I have been acquaintances for a long time. And after this, I, I can consider him one of my really close friends. And that's yeah. Blake. Oh, Blake. Yeah, that was, absolutely. Uh, that was one of my... 
Um, and that one took the title after Adam Robertson's yeah. as our most popular episode. And it is also, it, to date, that is our most replayed episode. And, and it doesn't surprise me because like no. Blake and I have been somewhat of ships in the night. We've always known each other. We've seen each other. We, we were cordial to each other. But, and we had no reason. We were never mean to each other. It was never that. But it was just two ships in the night. And we did his episode. And then we ended up on a rally with him. And, and I tell you, he is one of the nicest, kindest, good people I know. And I've no, I knew that. I just never had time to spend around him. And it's really been something of an eye-opening experience for me. And I really consider him a good person. So. And that Citroen is cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we had so much fun driving through the bottom of uh, Washington and the top of Oregon in the back of a Citroen looking like we were the Batmobile or, or the Jokomobile going after Batman. But it was so much fun. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I, we did get... I'm going to move us off track of our episodes a little bit. Okay. Get to a little different content. I, I One of the questions I've been asked a lot in... I'm, I'm sorry. You think we're on track? Like this, yeah, this, no this is justified? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, come on. <laughs> one of the questions I get asked a lot, and I'm sure you do too, is how do we... What do you do other than the podcast and car shows? Like, how do you have time for anything else? And I kind of laugh, but... Um, oh, our real jobs, you mean? No, no, no. Not our real jobs. I mean, most people know. I mean, Nick and I are pretty open about that. I work at Microsoft full-time. Nick does financial planning. Uh, yeah, sorry. I was, I got distracted. I don't know what I, I do everything for, I, I, my father's a certified financial planner. I do, I do all the, the backend stuff and I do the insurance stuff. And I also do dental transitions, uh, basically helping young dentists come out of school, find, find practices and like that and help them transition. To yeah. That. So. Um, but what somebody asked me that he's like, do you have any other hobbies, hobbies besides cars? And I laughed because I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, most of my hobbies do revolve around cars, but I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up because it's kind of one of those. I, I typically avoid actually anything about uh, my personal life from not really creeping into the show. I think yeah. it kind of takes away from the topic sometimes. It's not a privacy thing. But uh, yeah, it's I am in, I'm into car stuff for people. That's I'm not really as much of a gearhead as people think. Yes, there's a lot of like uh, tribal knowledge I've gained just from being in the community so long, but the community is why I'm there. I, I've always been more of a people person than a car. Like I was into motorcycles for a long time, so I had a big motorcycle community. Sure, but it was the people that I went for. It's the it's the people's the reason we do the show. It's fun driving the cars. It's fun going on the rallies. It's fun going to the car shows and the auctions and doing the events and stuff like that. But the people and like the guests we get to have on the show I mean, that's that's why i do it and i think most of my activities tend to revolve around that like the most fascinating parts of my life are the stories that involve people well i think a lot of people assume like you know we're either really obsessed with it which we are yeah but we're sure. dan and i and the people that we surround ourselves like amanda and blake and ashley and all that we're kind of obsessed with making the car community better at least we're trying to. We're trying to trying get people. To. We're trying to see people get people to know each other. Because I mean, we and we joke, and we will always be a joke about the fact that you know you sit there and you go, oh, that that red Ferrari. Well, that guy's this tall. He's you know he's got blue eyes. He's got blonde hair. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. He's got yeah. the red Ferrari. He's blonde yeah. hair. Blue eyes. <laughs> and that's part of the reason why we did this is the fact that we want to bring people on that you see at your sh at the shows, you see around Bellevue, Kirkland, whatever, and that you're going to know them and you're going to know their story. And therefore, because you are car people, you will have a connection to them. Yeah. And it trips me out still when people come up to me and go, I listen to your show. I had somebody come up to me in downtown Kirkland. I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I know this is random. I was in Starbucks. And he goes, he goes, your voice sounds familiar. And I go, are you a car guy? And he goes, yeah. I said, do you listen to Rain City Supercars? He goes, yes! <laughs> so, um, and in fact, I'm, and now I feel horrible because I don't know the kid's name, but shout out to that gentleman who came up to me. But it was like, I, it amazes me because again, 
I sit here, I sit, we're in my kitchen having a good time, having a couple of beers and talking to our friends. And I'm like, oh, people listen to that. Like, I, I don't want to, sometimes I, I, it's a funny joke, but it's true. I'm not the best at listening to our podcast because <laughs> I was there. <laughs> and some people, people come up to me and go, oh, when you said this, and I was like, oh, I said that, huh? I was like, oh, yeah. that's permanent. Uh <laughs> Yeah, maybe a lot. I was actually in Mercury. Mercury Coffee opened up their new roastery right off Northrop, right by yeah. right by Bellevue Lamborghini. Absolutely, McLaren, Rolls Royce, Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting it. You're getting We're it getting all. There. Yeah, they need like a store name like Park Place. Yeah. But anyway, it's right by Park Place too. But anyway, I was driving there because they finally have a place on my way to work, and I'm getting coffee. And the guy at the counters, um, I went to give him my card. He goes, "Oh, I got your name." And I was like, "I've only been here like once. How does he know my name?" He goes, "I listen to your show." Oh, good. I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> My what show? Yeah, <laughs> I have a show. Yeah, it it trips me out. I'm not used to it, and, and I'm sure. And it, obviously, we have a small local audience, but it still trips me out. And sure, it really weirds me. Out. So if you if you see me in public and you say hi and I give you this really stupid look, mm-hmm. that's because it really I don't know what to say. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm like, do I get to say I have a fan? That or it could just really be our arrogant. stupid looks we have. Either way, I mean, well, either I, way. I, my biggest concern is I don't want to come across as arrogant or cocky when I'm totally flattered that anybody's listening to me at all. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there too. It's like people are like, I, I, I've had those moments like in my life where I've met people in the car industry and I, and I, I have to fight myself from going, do you know who you are? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we were doing the panel interview. Yep. <laughs> I, I never felt more out of place in a room. And usually I can kind of make myself, but you, you know, you're sitting there with somebody that runs SEMA, somebody that runs one of the biggest auction, car auction houses, you know, the guy that runs the largest Italian car show in the world and a race car driver. And Dan and I are like, they're like, oh, will you interview these guys? Sure. Did the other people back out? Like, what? why, why do we got to do it? Like, did we do something wrong? So basically anytime I go anywhere with Ashley. Yep. <laughs> Ashley tends to get us in the situations we really shouldn't be in. Not wrong situations, just like, are we supposed to be here? It's Chip Foose. Oh, yeah, Chip Foose and your, and your, other, your other father, uh, Jay Leno. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it that said that? That Chip Foose could be your dad and Jay Leno could be your grandfather? Somebody, yep. somebody, somebody else said, said that. that. Yeah. They saw the photos. So, it was kind of funny. It's, um, it's been a ride so far. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's, I, never, I, never, I never thought podcasts were something that people did. Like my mom always used to talk to me. Oh, I, I listen to this podcast. I'm like, I got better things to do. Like, who the hell? Who the hell has enough time to record themselves talking about themselves? <laughs> well, that's the trick is you don't want to come across like an arrogant jerk, and that's always my biggest concern when yeah. I do this because they're my least favorite people in the car industry. So I don't ever want to be one of them. So I'm like, oh, I think they're my least favorite people in the industry in 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 the world period i mean it's not just the car world especially in the car world it's like you bought this and now you think you're this yeah we all know the type but god don't we um no (laughs) (laughs) sorry but yeah it was funny though because to go back away it's like what else do you do outside of car stuff and i i laughed because obviously i had to think about it but it's like uh i still go to a lot of concerts when i can usually big music aficionado aficionado. yeah that's probably my biggest other hobby um most of my travel has turned into road trips um, the car related road trips. Yeah, I, I've always done a lot of travel when I can, but it's always been like I said, we didn't grow up um, with a ton of money. Like we were not poor, but I mean, we didn't go to like international vacations. Like we had a family of three, you know, it, it, we weren't in that situation. So we road tripped everywhere. So that I do a lot of that. Big into music, though, like you said, everywhere I go, everything has a soundtrack, and I've usually got like a five or six hundred song playlist, unless we lose service and you're stuck on the same five, <laughs> which I oh fixed. Oh my God, I just, <laughs> just flashback. Sorry. Yeah. I've done most of the, I've done all the national parks west of the Mississippi at this point uh, in the US. I did 22 in the last year. So I don't post a lot of that stuff 
unless I'm doing a road trip, but I try to leave like my social media isn't, is very open. So I try and not get too personal on it. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's mostly it, I guess. But to answer a fan mail, I guess it is technically a fan mail, which is weird to say. That's that's what I do beyond this. I, I go to as many concerts as I can from all different kinds. People are always surprised when they listen to my playlist, though, because I'm a huge hard rock and metal fan, and most people don't see that. It, I will say this. I love you. I mean, I really do. You're, you're my brother. You really are. We've known each other now for three years, and I don't think anybody will ever get the bond and, and the joke, the fact that I got you for my birthday, and that we, <laughs> we instantly bonded and have become best friends. But... Listening in a car with you is is very traumatic in a brain because <laughs> one time you'll get the you know uh, naked and famous, mm-hmm. and the next thing will be George Strait, <laughs> and then it goes to like like hard like rock like Aah! I cannot follow your music sometimes <laughs> like. <laughs> I, and Nobody I, can. It's, I, okay. I, it's not that I don't like those types of music. I'm a big country fan. You've gotten me into a lot of music that I've never. I, I, I mean, Naked Famous is infamous because yeah, we Church is for another your, one I love. Churches. I mean, and I it's good music, and I listen to them. But it's just like I'm one of these people. Like I go on my phone and I put on my country playlist, or I put on my pop playlist, you know, or you know. But uh, it's it's always it's always a different musical experience to ride somewhere with you because yeah, I'm like, I what used, are we listening to? I usually have it on shuffle 100 percent of the time. Yep. So like this morning, it went from. Fleetwood Mac to I think Churches next and then it went to A Day to Remember and Volbeat. And so yeah, that's a- Yeah. Pick that up. <laughs> yeah, so oh, that's Also a- don't ever ask Grand City Supercars for a playlist. It will not make sense. <laughs> <laughs> no. There are certain songs I play when I get to certain roads. Yep. Yeah. In fact, that's actually there's a little insider tip for you. My my Instagram name, my my personal one, not the Grand City Supercars one is I sold my soul to the open road. Which is not a car reference at all, actually. It's a touring reference to the song The Downfall of Us All from A Day to Remember, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. One of my favorite bands of all time, too. I have very weird taste in music, I know. And so, yeah, that's why my plate says Open Road, too, is it's kind of a a throwback to that. It's actually not a car reference at all, which people are always surprised by. We will not get into this story, but one of my favorite Instagram stories is the person that sent you the message that told them, told in, in no certain words, told you you sold your soul to. <laughs> I was like, wow, they really took that and moved it and did. Wow, yeah, I, yeah. So I greatly offended somebody. That's yeah, okay. You, which is that is rare. So I mean, we really try not to. Like Dan and I were, were laughing because we were we were talking about this episode and. And, and he's like, well, we should go over our best and our worst. And I was like, I really don't feel like bashing. Like, all of our guests have been awesome. Yeah, I really like all you of know, our guests. It wasn't, not it wasn't everybody like- has my enthusiasm. And, no, you know, <laughs> and not everybody has your knowledge. But, I mean, the people that we've brought in here, I think, are such an eclectic group that it's just, it's... And people, I think people, when they when they hear who are our friends are on, that are on here, they kind of start to get us. They're like, okay, I kind of see how they fit into the whole group thing. Yeah, like, it's real easy to figure out how Amanda and Ashley fit in. Like, I mean, they they just come in and run our lives. Let's be honest. <laughs> Hold on, let me read the sheet that they prepared. We no, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, some of the other people like Jason and 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 those guys are. Yeah, get back to guests. Sean's story from Canada. It's one he, of my he, favorites. He made it back into Canada. He did. So and, yeah, yeah. For the for a follow up from that episode, Sean McDonoghue, who's the gatekeeper at Exotics, Grandpa Viper, Grandpa Viper, as we jokingly call him in the group chat. He has and a story. In no. Yeah, <laughs> he has a story uh, he told on our episode about him crashing a car and throwing a mailbox through a living room in Canada. And it's one of those don't do this, but here's a true story thing. Yeah, and I do and what I, I do what I did or don't do what I did. Yeah, yeah. but it's I, I love the authenticity behind it because it's just it's such a great story. You guys got to go back and listen to it. But he did finally get back into Canada. 
Well, to be fair, Canada told him not to come back for a while, but which yeah. is fine. So he but waited a long time. But he now waited he a back. long time, and he's so, back. Yeah. So congratulations on going back to Canada. Congra- Sean. Congratulations, Grandpa Viper. You're back in Canada. <laughs> it's been it's been a heck of a ride. I want to say that. Like yeah. it's just been. I have gotten to know people that I thought I knew, mm-hmm. and I've really gotten to know people that I, I really did know. But it's just some of the stories. Everybody has stories, and it's not not all the stories that are told on on this podcast are necessary car stories. Like. We've got a great episode coming up next week uh, with mm-hmm. Shannon Lowe from Authentic Motorcars, who is just one. That man has stories to go. He has he has done it all. I mean, he has lived a car life. Yes, he to, to say the least. So, yeah. um, I know he will be a wonderful interview. But um, it's just people that you know. If you're in the car industry, and I'm not talking the exotic car industry, I'm talking about the car industry, or you're a car enthusiast, will you will know these people? These people, they're not necessarily all exotics friends. Everybody thinks they go, oh, we just pick everybody from exotics. It's not. No, not at I all. I mean, you look at um, oh, I always break, I always forget his name with the rat rod, uh, with the uh, trophy rat. Oh, Keith Northrup. Keith Northrup, and I, I mean, Northrup. In his fabrication and what he can do, I mean, I and I've seen some of his stuff that he's done like, yeah. working for Drivers Club, but I mean. We finally got him to come out to Exotics, and everybody loved the trophy rat. Like that, that, that car was is incredible. One of the most popular cars we had on closing day, and we yeah. had an Enzo and an F40. Yeah, and, and, was, and a BMW Isetta. Yes, which Shannon. is also one of the most <laughs> yeah. popular cars. <laughs> Another the popular day. car. Not yeah, to mention so. like ten McLarens and everything. And the, but that trophy in. rat, man. The more people came up and looked at it, Nick is still bitter that I got to drive a 675 again, and he didn't. You got to drive one again because supposedly phone calls were made to me. And you know what? Let me let me, let me just clear. Let's just clear something in the air here. When Mr. Putnam and I call each other, and nobody leaves, somebody leaves a message, or there's a text message. But no, how convenient that <laughs> I was left out of the uh, now. Uh, a good friend of ours allowed uh, was gave us the opportunity to drive a car, and I was un- unavailable at the time. But Dan stepped up and did the right thing. So took one for the team and drove the uh, McLaren 675 LT myself. Yeah, a car you never thought you'd been in, and you've been in two of them in the last month. Yeah, <laughs> life is weird. Somebody <laughs> isn't I, life funny. So yeah, one of our listeners and a friend of ours and a volunteer actually jumped in. He I got, gave him a ride back with me to the dealer, and we got in my Z06. He actually drove my Z06 right afterwards. <laughs> but he gets in he gets in the McLaren next to me and goes, So, this is your life now, huh? <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't know how, but That was so funny because I told him you were going out of the parking lot and he goes he goes, Where's Dan going? I go, he's gotta take the car back. I said, If you've ever been if you haven't been in one of those cars, you should go get it. And he's like and he came to lunch after he goes, Thank you. <laughs> I was like, For what? I had totally forgotten. He's like he's like, I went in the car with Dan. I was like, Oh and he goes, Then I got to drive Dan's vet back and I was like, Yeah, that's fun too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he should buy it. <laughs> I told his wife I'd give him give her a hundred dollar discount. Ooh, a hundred dollars. I'm generous. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not saying you're not, but okay. Uh, no. Hey, they just bought a Corvair, so I know they're good people too. Yeah. I don't know. It's been it's been weird, right? Yeah. I think the the weirdest part is still getting the fan mail. <laughs> Anytime I get somebody who asks me like, "Hey, how do I do a podcast?" That was that's... how the hell would we know? <laughs> I mean, and you look at some of the things that have come out of this too. I mean, Seamont Rally is, is yeah, something we're we, both very proud of. Um, Dan's Drives has grown immensely yeah, from the podcast. You guys will see a lot more of that. You know. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of funny how small world things work. So my nephew... Yeah, Dan, how do small things in a big world work? Tell us that. <laughs> so my, not my, my second oldest nephew, Andrew, he's getting into welding. He's actually really passionate about it, okay. and he's pretty good at it, too, from what I hear. I was talking to my brother the other day, and he's like, yeah, do you have anybody you can talk to? And all of a sudden, <laughs> I was like, 
I have a huge list of people he can <laughs> yeah. talk to, but uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I haven't talked to Keith yet, but I'm gonna throw him under the bus here and tell him he's got to. I'm gonna take. Uh, he told me we could come out sometime, so I am gonna take him up on that. I'm gonna I even up. know somebody can teach him how to underwater weld. Yeah, yeah, you go. I know <laughs> so, a few of those. Yeah, 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 and so yeah, we know a few of those now. Yes, actually, we do. This <laughs> is funny. Randomly, I still. But yeah, I mean, it, it, that's one of the things that I love doing about this, and one of the things people have told me they like about this is connecting the people like that. Even if they're not in the car world, it's like, actually, yeah, I have like probably the best person in the entire Pacific Northwest. He could talk to you about welding. Yeah. The guy. <laughs> and then I know the guy he replaced at Cantrell, which is Brandon's brother, you know, it, it's or who replaced him when he left to do his own thing. It's sure. like this small world of stuff. It's, it's fun when people message me and they want to get in touch with like a previous guest about something that's even business related or it's just to talk or they, especially like when we were had our birthday and people are talking to each other. I heard your episode. I heard your episode. Amanda's really good at that too. She'll be, she'll listen to someone. Amanda's the best marketer we know. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But I mean, just bringing people into driver's clubs, like, Oh, I heard you on the podcast. You need to come check this out. Well, and that's the whole point. Like I said, we want we want the, the people that we surround ourselves with and that have such an incredible knowledge base, you know, to be seen and to be heard and to be understood. I mean, and I and I don't want to. I, mean, I feel like we're pitching this, but again, that's a lot what Avance is too. Like, yeah, some of the stuff I've gotten through Avance was not even car related. I mean, mm-hmm. a couple of them, but I mean, some of them has been in my normal to everyday life. Some of the financial stuff. So, it's an interesting community in the fact that. One of the things I like about the stuff, our friends, is the fact that people know what we do, and it's not a pushy thing. We're not sitting here selling and hawking things because we don't want to be that. We brought on Haggerty because they came to us and said we think you'd be a good fit, and I'm, I use Haggerty, and and our friends use Haggerty, and so it made sense. You know, it's not we're trying to we're trying to educate the world to what we believe are good things. That doesn't mean. You know, again, maybe it's a better option, but this is what we believe is the best you can do. My father once said this to a client when we were out and I, my favorite phrase, and Dan's heard me say it a hundred times when somebody asks you for advice and at the end you look at me and you go, remember, this advice is worth exactly what you paid for it. Absolutely nothing. We're just trying to advise the world to what we think is good. Mm -hmm. We may be full of it. Well, we know it. We we know we're full of it. (laughs) (laughs) Full of beeps, but full of love. No beeps this episode. No beeps this episode. Okay, well, you're great. getting better. I am. I, I'm constantly thinking about it. To be honest, like no wonder your mom likes me. I'm cleaning up your vocabulary one show at a time. My mother liked you long before you. My mother. <laughs> if my mother could figure out a way to get rid of me and keep you, which you know, I mean, in the spring of things, I think she would. She loves me dearly, but yeah. So it's tough. I have a tough life. No, I don't. I love my life. I love everything about it. I love all my friends and I really do love doing this. It's been a a real joy to do this. Yeah. I mean, even from my kitchen. (laughs) I think people think I'm joking. Somebody asked me that goes, do you really broadcast in your kitchen? Yeah. I don't have anywhere else to go. (laughs) For now. For now. Yeah. Yeah. We will eventually be somewhere else, but I think we've talked about that, but it's been. Yeah. We're still keeping that under wraps. Yeah. We're, it's under wraps like a Christmas present. (laughs) What? (laughs) Also, we're white, so we can't rap. At all. At all. (laughs) On that fun note, yeah, let's take our quick break. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. 
And we're back. And it's a funny tie-in. My phone, we, we silenced them, obviously, while we record. It just beeped, and it said, uh, my brother, David, posted in Avance. And it was this, which is funny. Like I said, I don't know if you're a car guy and you're not in Avance, so you're missing out. But one of the things he posted was, so wife gets mad at husband for building a drift driveway around their house. <laughs> now, I really hope, I haven't checked open it yet, but I really hope it's true. Yeah, it looks like it's really true. Really hope I, it's he's, true. He's not the type to post something without vetting it, so no. it made me laugh all the same. But anyway, so one of my favorite interviews, it really was one of my favorite interviews. Are you talking about one some of our screw-ups? Yeah. Hasn't happened yet? Not at all. No. Nope. Never. We don't no. swear. We, we definitely have never recorded a podcast more than once. No. <laughs> Yeah, we have, and it really ticks me off, because one of my favorite interviews we ever did never actually aired in its original form, and... Maybe that was God's way of saying it shouldn't. <laughs> it was such a good one, too, because one of the most passionate car guys I know is John Zubrick, and his episode was really good. It Still, it was still a good ep- good episode, because it, he you don't have a bad time when you're talking to John about cars. Like He's got so much knowledge, and he's so passionate about it. And I love his point of view on builds and things like that. Yeah. But the original episode never aired when we had to re-record because the the file got corrupted. And I make backups and I save, but it had like this uh, this static noise through the whole thing. I was so mad. I think I don't think I've ever been more frustrated. And I literally had to have John come back the next day. I was it two days late. Do we have to do it the next day? Did we get it done that fast? Yeah, I think it was the. Yeah, we recorded on a no. He came back on a Wednesday, and so I it was two days later, and I had to we had to re-record, redo the interview, and then I had to re-edit it all before that that Friday launch. And it was it never. Don't be wrong; it's it's still a good episode. I listened. I've listened to it a, a few times since then because I like just hearing his point of view on things, and uh, and it's still a good one. But it even we both said after listening to it, John and I, that like it just didn't capture that original natural flow of just finding because all of when it when, we, when I was talking to him all that information was new so you lose that authenticity and one of the things that we really pride ourselves on in the show the one thing we pride ourselves on in the show more we than have anything, no idea what we're doing we pride <laughs> ourselves no it's true but it's the authenticity yeah is that we don't we don't ever script our guests we want real responses we want people it does sound different when you have to re-record or you have to pick up where you left off or somebody says something you have to cut it out like you lose that flow and it was such a perfect conversation through the episode and then to have it screwed up at the end did it totally corrupt the whole file is that what happened yeah yeah the whole file just had like this uh this like screeching static in the back and i don't know if it was one of the mic lines or what but i mean we've learned our lesson since i try and play them back like the first five minutes after yeah. we record and just or the first 15 until our first break but that was definitely one of my most disappointing moments on the show. Well, you didn't do anything wrong. No, I didn't. it's not that. It was just that that was one of my favorite interviews. I think it would probably would have been my favorite. Yeah. Um, if I if I had captured that original one, which is still saying a lot because it was still a great interview. <laughs> Somebody told me once that I think it was Amanda that she thinks we should interview ourselves, and I, I was like, but we that. know we know each other. Like what I mean, like that that wouldn't be scripted because I could t- I can walk you into any any situation. <laughs> yeah, you can. And I mean that's and that's the thing. Like and and I've seen a couple of things that people say that, but it's like I feel like. People get to know us because of the stories we tell that are that, that are triggered by other people's stories. Like, you know, you you will hear. I mean, without giving too much away, we, we we've done the Shannon Lowe interview. Yeah, 
And before that started, he had never heard my ticket story about, about being pulled over in the middle of the state and blowing the doors off of a cop. But like talking about to him has been, you know, triggered that story kind of thing. It's just. Well, I've had new, new coworkers who have, um, like I have a, I have a couple of cards on my desk and people around my, my office area tell their people that about the podcast. And sure. one of my new coworkers who is great had list, started listening to the show. And she thought it was hilarious. And then we were in a meeting and she goes, it's really weird because I feel like I know you way better than you know me. <laughs> and I was just laughing. Uh, yeah. Because like, I've been listening to the show and it was, you know, she was a car person. And so it was, it was just a funny conversation to have with a coworker because she was like, oh, I know all about you. Maybe I should tell you about me because I know a lot about you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe you give away too much information. Yeah. <laughs> Would not be hard to get Dan and I into the back of a candy van. No, people, not people at knowing, all. Look, look, something shiny and fast. I'm in. Yeah, here's a McLaren key. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Why is it cardboard? Damn it! I'm in the van again. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't need the head case or the head sheet. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> just, just get it over with. Where's the candy? <laughs> no, it's been it's been it's been fun, and I I feel like it's you're right. It, it, we we tend to talk about ourselves without knowing about it and i think that's and i hope i really hope it never comes off arrogant and i really hope it never comes off that we're not grateful for the opportunities that are given to us i mean because we are yeah we still look in awe when somebody goes you want to drive that yeah you're you're talking to me right yeah (laughs) sorry we're good do you have a fever (laughs) yeah we've actually got some pretty fun stuff coming up with that uh oh yeah which i'm not going to talk about yet until that that's kind of signed and delivered but uh yeah, we have some pretty cool driving opportunities that will be definitely show worthy. Yeah, They're unique things, new things, Unix. I mean, unique things. Yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of, we we touched on it earlier, but we didn't talk about it. Um, we were lucky enough to drive a GT3 RS for the first time. I've driven 997 GT3 RSs. I have never driven a PDK GT3 RS. I've driven a GT3, but not an RS. There's a big difference between a GT3 and a GT3 RS. No. Yeah. Uh, it. Yeah, it was an incredible opportunity. Again, thank you to Drivers Club and Amanda yeah, for letting Doug us. Yeah, thanks, Doug and Amanda. But, um, you know, uh, somewhat of a, a happy birthday to you. Like uh, they let us uh, on drive. We, we went on a quick drive with them and breakfast. Just a, yeah, just a breakfast drive. Nothing and crazy. I mean, would I liked it? Would I've liked the drive to be in a little bit more ideal condi- conditions? Not you know three inches of fog and um, you know thirty seven degrees with a rear wheel drive car. Yeah. On sport but cup you know twos. what? I mean, it handled really. I was was joking as I was driving, and Amanda, uh, Amanda actually posted this. I said it's like it's like Porsches in the mist. <laughs> like we were all driving, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it it's expensive. It's it's going to be an expensive habit having people with friends with cars like that because then you sit there and you go, well, I need one of these. Yeah. And how many kidneys do I need? And <laughs> if I have one less kidney, then the seats won't beat my kidneys up as much, and then <laughs> a little extra room. I don't know. I, I, I very much by working in this industry and I'm, and I'm grateful to say we, we work in this industry. It's very expensive in my mind. I mean, in my mind, the car museum I have is just billions of dollars. Yep. In my garage is just my daily driver. Yep. <laughs> Triumph. Yeah. So, so there was a, a running, you know, thread on the, um, online of what would you do if you won the, the 900 million? Yeah. And I was like, I'd be broken a day. It's like, you don't think I could spend that much money. You don't know anything about me. <laughs> you know, I realized that somebody posted that. It's a billion dollars now, isn't it? Like, like yeah, that. mega minutes. But <laughs> like, I realized something. 
when it comes to the stupid stuff I would buy with that money, and I would buy stupid stuff, and this is coming from somebody whose father's a financial planner, <laughs> I would do stupid things. <laughs> I'd make a horrible millionaire. I like the, the instant gratification. So all the things that I'd want, I really could, like, I'd want a Koenigsegg, but I'm not going to have a Koenigsegg for like nine months. So then I'd look at it and go, well, do I really want to spend a million dollars here or... Do I go to Park Place and pick up a law Ferrari today? <laughs> exactly. I could find the money. I mean, I'd be like, what would it cost to buy this house now? Like, you leave now. <laughs> My McLaren F1 isn't here yet, so I'll yeah, drive the 720 exactly, until it's here. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd like a loaner car until my McLaren F1 gets here. <laughs> yeah, I would do. I would, I'd think. Yeah, that new Bugatti. Yeah. Oh, the Devo? Yep. Tell you. I know they're sold out, but for the right money, they're oh, not you can, sold you out. Oh, you can get anything. Yeah, you can get anything with the right money. I I don't know. Like, I mean, a billion dollars. So you got to think. So let's say it's a billion dollars. And let's say conservatively you walk with half mm-hmm. taxes. So $500 million. You can buy a racetrack and a full garage for $500 million. You really can. Yep. And then it's just the licensing that comes next and the fees. Yep. And you want good weather, so you build it somewhere like south of Vegas or something where it never oh, rains. God, I wouldn't build anything in Vegas if I had to. No, not in Vegas, like in that area where it never oh, rains because you no, want to use no. it. And then no. you fly to it. Oh, I want something. I want. Oh, well, if I'm going to have that much kind of money, I'll buy a track that goes from here to Vegas. <laughs> so much easier. I don't know. That would be that'd be tough. What would Okay, so you, you, you have $500 million, okay? Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you buy? McLaren F1. Uh, so and you're the willing to wait. One, the LM. Okay. And, and okay. The, uh, the orange. So now F1 you LM. have uh, about a million dollars left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you probably spent forty million on that. I think for that exact car, it probably cost you that much to get it. Yeah, but I mean, you but because they're not for sale, so you'd have to buy it out. So I'm thinking forty fifty would be the magic price. number to get one of those. So that's it, huh? That's 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 the first thing you'd do. Yep. Wow. It's the most unobtainable thing in my life that I never I never expect to own on any level. Interesting. So, That'd be the first thing I would do. I'd be like, find me that car. That's fair. I mean, I believe me, I love that car. I don't even know if I'd actually drive it. I mean, I would a few times. But don't get me wrong. I but I, I mean, like, if I, I wouldn't had drive that it much, much stupid money. I'd drive it. It's just it, that's one of those cars, though. Like, um, you're seriously going to tell me? No, I, I would you, drive you have, it. But you I get that car, and you're going to sit there and look at it. No, I'm going to drive it a few times. But it's one of those cars that is so complicated to drive. And so, like, you know, it's like a helicopter. For every yeah. hour you fly it, you've got, you know, like two hours of maintenance or whatever I it is. understand. So it'd be like one of those cars that's the special occasion mobile. I go to Monterey with it. I go to Scottsdale with it. Yeah, I could see you. But you yeah, you yeah. wouldn't drive it, but you'd put, like, 2,000 miles going to Monterey on it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. It's exactly what I would do yeah. with that. It's yeah. not the car I would be like, I'm going to go run to the grocery store. Sure. That's what the 720 is for. Although that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean... Some of the videos that I love that. is some of the people that do that in England. They go to McDonald's with like a, a you know a Bugatti or things like that. No, I would do that with yeah. Bugatti. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, just I'd... that car though. Center seating. It's a that's a in the LM. You're thing. right. You get the going to Mac- going to McDonald's in a center seat would be tough. <laughs> See, you have to open the doors. You have I, to have windows, or you'd have to take two people with you. Yeah, but they'd have to be lightweight and female, probably. I mean, to, to save weight. <laughs> that's the important thing. You don't you don't have any friends that are lightweight. <laughs> I'm speaking as one. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Round is a shape. <laughs> so that's interesting. Anyway. McLaren F1. Okay. What about you? What was your first one? I don't. I. I don't know. That's that's the hardest part because I would I would want something that I I could instantly drive right now, I, and it, and it would be something whatever I would buy would I would absolutely drive 
the crap out of. Like, oh, I would immediately call Adam and say, "Open up the dealership." I don't care if it's one a.m. I'm yeah. driving at seven twenty. Yeah, like that'd be immediately. Yeah, I mean, there's that. I don't. I don't. I don't know. And it's funny because that 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 has been the question. The reason I posed it to you is because I was sitting there reading or reading the article about that. You know, Mega Millions, or whatever. And I was thinking, I don't know. Like. Well, it's winter here too, so I'd probably grab a new 911 Turbo S, put oh, snow tires on but it. But there's a part of me that's really stupid. Like, do I take that money and, and then build like the real Millennium Falcon that flies? <laughs> <laughs> like, because you can have a McLaren F1, but if if I was Han Solo, like, come on. <laughs> if anybody was ever actually questioning if you were a giant child, they are not anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like I was just, you know, yeah. You look around my house; it's, it's not a surprise. But I mean, it's like there are some things. <laughs> truthfully, I think if, if in a stable like that, I would, I would definitely have the extreme hypercars. I would have a Koenigsegg's. I would have, I would have a Pagani Wyra BC Roadster. But after being the classic guy that I am, and, and you and I, like, I truly would have a a, a twenty one window or a twenty three window bus. Like, oh yeah, Stella. for sure. I would. Abs- because as much as I love going fast, I it was care. so much fun. Dry, like r- r- talking back to Boreog and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. just that that just brings back so much joy to me. And then I would I would I would definitely have the the, the top five uh, Ferrari. I would I would have everything F40 through uh, La Ferrari. I'd pick up a 288 GTO too. Yeah, with oh, I'm sorry, I, I would go. I'm sorry, 288 GTO, F40, F50, Enzo La, Enzo, Ferrari. La Ferrari. Yeah, and probably La Ferrari uh, uh, La Ferrari Perta. Yeah. And yeah, you can drive those too, which is kind of nice. And they'd all be blue just to really piss off the Ferrari. Like, I would have every single one of them repainted blue. <laughs> like, the Mons blue. Something classy, but like like a lighter blue. I just... I don't know why. And <laughs> just burn the Ferrari bridge to the ground I afterwards. Don't wanna, I don't want to burn bridges, but I just feel like if I'm going to have that much stupid money and if we're going to play this game, I'm going to do it right. Like, that's my thing. So, those of you who don't know, if you, if you get a Ferrari like a an exotic Ferrari of any kind, and you change the color on it, or you put your own stickers on it, or you kind of do something outlandish that isn't true to the Ferrari heritage, you can actually burn that bridge and they will stop you from buying additional cars. Uh, it what they, what they claim is that it devalues the brand when people do that. So like Dead Mouse got in trouble for this with his... Uh, Ferrari? No. Yeah, his, yeah, it was a Ferrari. It was a Ferrari 458, and then he put like a, this really weird wrap on it. And he's pissed off a bunch of people, but he did that on his McLaren F1, or a P1 too. Yeah, the McLaren was like, whatever. Yeah. You bought it. <laughs> That's what I would do. It would never happen, and it would cost me 10 times as much, but I'd go to CJ Wilson and I'd buy that, that uh, Chameleon uh, P1. Yeah, that's it. And then I would daily drive the out of it. See, I'm censoring myself. So, yeah. I don't think I, nah, I could daily P1. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I could. That's actually an easier car to drive than my Z06. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't anyway. Know. Well, that's that's a view into Dan and Nick's mind. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, conversations we have when we're not on the podcast are pretty much the same ones we have on the podcast. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. Squirrel. This has been fun. Yeah. So, that's 50. And I'm sure there will be 50 more. We're, I, yeah, I hope so. And I really thank everybody for listening. And and Dan and I promise to stay good friends so that we'll 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 keep this going no matter what. And I look forward to 100. Yeah. I cannot believe we made it to 50. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's been a ride. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a drive. Oh. I'm glad we just didn't get there. We enjoyed the drive. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great catchphrase. Well, I mean, for episode 50 and another 50 more, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.